Welcome to the If I Had More Time podcast at Mariner's Church. This podcast series invites you into a casual conversation with our senior pastor, Eric Geiger, and our teaching team to hear a few helpful insights and truths they wish they had time to include in the weekend message. Be sure that you have listened to this weekend's message prior to listening to the podcast so you get the most out of our current series. We hope you enjoy it. All right, welcome to the If I Had More Time podcast. I am today's host. This is Eric Iger, Senior Pastor of Mariner's Church. Liz is going to be joining us back in a couple of weeks. I want to apologize that you're going to have to hear my voice during <laughs> the hosting. But I'm here with Jared Kirkwood. He delivered the message for Mariner's Online, also Mariner's Irvine. We have different teachers all throughout Southern California and other congregations. But no matter what congregation you attend, I think this will be helpful for you to listen to because we're going to talk about Daniel chapter six, which mm-hmm. is an incredible, an incredible account. In fact, it's it's probably one of the most famous passages in, Absolutely. in the book of Daniel. Mm-hmm. And really surprising as you study, and probably surprising when you heard that Daniel's not a teenager or a mid twenties, you know, buffed out guy that has any shot <laughs> against the lions. <laughs> That's exactly all the commentators you read, Jared. What do they yeah. say that? Daniel is in terms of age. Well, yeah, in his mid-80s, right? So you get this interesting picture of in Daniel chapter 5, he had almost been forgotten. Like in the previous regime, he had to be reminded, they had to remember, oh yeah, there's this one who can interpret dreams. And so in that story, he's somewhere in his 70s, later 70s. And then because he was able to interpret the writing on the wall, he gets put into a position of authority. And so now you have this actually kind of amazing picture of somebody who late in his years, has been in, in captivity, has been in exile for yes. since he was like, what, 15? 15 years old. That's a lot of years that he has been yeah. in captivity, and now he is in this position of authority. But it's it's a really honoring picture of our senior adults, of what yes. it looks like to live a life of faith. And it's also a realistic picture of the Christian journey, because you can read Daniel 1, and it's like, okay, he got dragged away into captivity, mm-hmm. and God gave him this ability to interpret dreams. God uh, gave him favor with Nebuchadnezzar. And then the rest of his life is amazing. Yes. And that is not not at all true. So think about the ups and downs between Daniel chapter one and now Daniel chapter six. I mean, he almost dies in chapter chapter three. Yes. In chapter two, he gives this epic dream of the statue. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, he, as you just mentioned, when you get to chapter five, he's essentially been forgotten. That's right. So, so think about someone who starts walking with Jesus when they're 15 until just say 85, you know, those 70 years, mm-hmm. that person does experience those, those ups and downs in life. There's moments where you feel forgotten mm-hmm. and where you wonder, have I not been, is my day of being used by God, is it gone? Yeah. There's moments where you, you're betrayed from people. There's mm-hmm. moments where you have a major crisis where you're going to have to just trust that he's got you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's all these. So it's not Daniel chapter 1, age 15, until 85, and it's everything is just beautiful and amazing oh, and yeah. prosper, filled with prosperity. There's the raw, the raw reality of... He goes from really high in the kingdom to they don't even know his name, mm-hmm. but now he's back to being the third in the kingdom. Yeah. It's just an up and down roller coaster. Well, so many of us want our spiritual life to be up and to the right. That right. just, if we can hold on long enough, we will eventually, through 
the beautiful mystery of sanctification and just the way that life goes, that we're going to have more faith produced by the end of our life. But the reality is faith is produced in suffering. Faith is actually what grows in the challenging times. Yeah. And so for, for Daniel now in his 80s to essentially be posed with a life or death situation, to know that this might be his final prayer, uh, he just continued to pray. It, it's not that he was trying to be defiant or, or um, ignorant to the decree. No, this is just what he did. Yeah. He prayed. And I know for you and I, both of us became, we gave our life to Jesus in our senior year of high school, right? Two very different stories. We have that commonality. One of the things that I know both of us want is a lifelong faith. Totally. We we want to be in our 80s. Yeah. We have to also recognize that it's going to be a roller coaster for us. Yes. As well. That and, and has already been. You stretched. Yeah. Yeah. It's already been a roller coaster. There's more, there's more loops and drops in yeah, front the, of us that we, we don't want. We thought we signed up for something different. Yeah, we don't want those drops. I just I'd like it to be a smooth ride, but it's not always a smooth ride. But I am thankful for the example of Daniel. Mm-hmm. So mid eighties. Yeah. The conviction he had when he was a teenager. And I would say for you and me, we you know, we we graduated high school with a love for Jesus because he rescued us. Mm-hmm. I hope and pray that for both of us when we're mid eighties that that tender awe mm. for the grace of Jesus is still there. The thing that you have that, that, that I don't, and I I'll admit I get jealous of this sometimes is that you have a dad who has walked, he has walked a long road and is in the middle of something now right. for his own faith, but yeah. it's also a part of yours as well. And I've got to say, I want to, I want to say thank you for, for all of us pastors and people within all of our congregations. You're really modeling for us how to walk alongside someone who is suffering and faith is being developed and produced. You are both holding on yeah. with such beauty and strength um, that God's going to deliver this life or the next. Totally. That's what he does. He is going to. He so. does. Well, I'm really thankful for my dad and and we were talking about some other things that you didn't have time to hit in the, yeah. the podcast, which then you reminded me of my dad. So let's, let's, let's kind of transition. It's such, I've, I've noticed as I've taught through the book of Daniel, because it's a narrative and it's mm-hmm. historical. There's so many nuggets mm-hmm. in a chapter. Yeah, definitely. And you don't have time to hit all of them, but we have the, if I had more time podcast. So yeah. uh, what are, let's kind of hit one, one at a time. You know, the first you mentioned the, to live as Christ dies gain nugget, yep. which you didn't have time to hit. So yeah, hit that a bit. Well, it, it, that's a New Testament passage, right. right? That's that's the Apostle Paul who essentially is, uh, you know, writing in prison cell and he's and trying to encourage a church and he gets to this point where he's like, you know, uh, I would, you almost get the sense that Paul would rather die yeah. a little bit of just, I would rather go be with Jesus. Yeah. He says, I, you know, I, I'm in no way ashamed. Yeah. Uh, I would rather be with him, but for you, it's been for a you. I'll for stay you. for the benefit you. Benefit is for you. Yeah. I'll stay for you, but I'd much rather be with Jesus. Yeah, I mean, because because the implication for Paul is to live as Christ, but really what that meant is continued suffering. Yeah, continued captivity, a continued opportunity to write and to encourage and to instruct, but that would be through persecution. That would be through mm. more difficult circumstances, and so of course you feel it in his heart. That he wants to, he, he longs to go be with Jesus in that moment. I get that sense from Daniel too, that Daniel is one who has really, there's not much more life to squeeze out. Yeah. He, he's yeah. experienced a lot. <laughs> there's some pretty amazing stories. And he's not like, he's not a curmungy old man. Not at you know, all. He's not like a ticked no. off no. 85 year old. He's, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to see my savior. 85. That's right. Yeah. 
which all the way through this, you know, through even how we've talked about seek the good, Daniel has sought the good of Babylon. He has done well to have good relationships, to speak well of the king, to be actually highly regarded by the king yeah. speaks to this. He was not a curmudgeon. Right. He was a really positive person to be around. And so now you've got this picture of a guy who, Daniel, who, who hears this decree gets signed and he has, you know, word spreads really quickly. He gets back to his house. He could have hid. It was only 30 days. He could have been in secret, but instead he goes upstairs. He finds the window and he does what he always did, which is pray, pray. three wow. times a day. He was putting it on display. And I make this point in the message of it's not in defiance, but it was out of his devotion to Jesus, to, to God. And so, you know, when I think about him to live as Christ, to die as gain, that right there is this beautiful picture of he knew that this was a life or death yeah. situation for him, but it was kind of win-win. It, it is win-win. And that's what makes me think of my father. Um, last time he was here, we were talking. And if you're new to our church, you, you may not have heard, but my dad has ALS and and it's such a cruel disease. It really is. I mean, you see the impact that it has on, on the body really, really quickly. Um, and my dad has got this faith and this optimism of as long as I'm here, I'm going to make the best of what I have. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to, as long as I can move, I'm going to move. As long as I can come see the grandkids, I'm going to come see the grandkids. But I know I will be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I know I will be with him. Mm-hmm. And man, he it's just a beautiful, for me, watching him suffer well mm. and have hope in Jesus well is just beautiful. So I, I yeah. think Daniel, mm-hmm. the people, I mean, we know that God keeps Israel, his people to himself in captivity. Yes. And, and surely Daniel's example of I'm going to stay devoted yeah. in the middle of the craziness. Yeah. In the middle of what we, you know, we called it the chaotic times, yeah. you know, the name of the, the series. Absolutely. Um, and yet if the chaos causes my death, yeah. I'm with him. I'm with him. Yes. Well, it's really hard. I mean, I think that the, the invitation here from, uh, if we want to apply it to today, uh, you you could say we are more like Babylon than we probably realize the, right. the world that we live in as Christians as followers of Jesus, and to think about being able to say to live is Christ to die is gain means that we have to be willing to sacrifice and let go of all of the things of this life that come from this earth, right? And it's it's actually really related to Daniel. He was the third in command of the, the, he lived in a nice place. Yeah. He had access to everything you could ever want. And yet he could open-handedly say, none of this defines me. This is not who I am. Yeah. I am not controlled by it. That's really I mean, this good. This is man. a power play that's really happening here. I mean, that's really good to be open-handed because to be the third in charge of the largest kingdom in the world at the time there's surely temptation for him oh, to diminish who he is as the one who worships Yahweh. That's right. But he holds with open hands the things that he been, he's been given in this world, and but not open-handed his faith. Like, no, I'm clinching yes. to right. my faith. I'm clinching to who God is. I'm 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 not forsaking that. Mm-hmm. You can take the palace or not take the palace. You can <laughs> exactly. take exactly. You can take this. You know all the. Uh, opportunities that the position affords me, I, yeah. I could take it or leave it open-handed on that. 
but not I'm not open-handed on my faith in God. That's right. I, I'm hanging on to this That's no matter right. what. I mean, he really traded a palace for the pit. Yeah. And when it's worth it. Wow. Well, that's a great a great thread. Uh, what's something else if you had more time? If you had 50 minutes in the sermon, what else would you have hit? Okay, so there is one more, and it does take some time to unpack. It's related to this. It, it, it's that there is a hint of racism in this passage with, between the satraps, the king, and then who, the reality of who, who Daniel is because he is in exile, because he has been dragged away from the promised land, the land of his people, he is now in captivity. While he has authority, while he has power, he is a governing official. There is a moment towards the kind of the top part of the, the trap section here where before he gets thrown into the pit, the other officials and the satraps, they go back to the king after Daniel had already been caught praying. And they said, hey, let's just make sure we remembered correctly. You signed this edict, right? Uh, yes, I did. And, and and it's irrevocable, right? Because because of the way that our customs work here in the Medo-Persian Empire, is that right? Yes, it's irrevocable. And then the satraps say to King Darius, the Judean exile that you dragged away has broken your decree. Yeah. So they don't say Daniel. I mean, they were, these are his colleagues. These are his peers. These, he's one of three who is about to be in command. They have this moment where they have to remind the king, he isn't one of us. Yeah. He is one that was dragged away. Yeah. And really throughout scripture, you you see that though God set his affection on Israel mm-hmm. in the Old Testament and from Israel is going to come the Messiah who rescues us throughout history you do see this anti-semitic racism yeah. oppression towards the Jewish people and you see it in the book of Daniel yeah I mean you so I mean just as a reminder throughout history we we saw they were in the, the people of Israel, the Jewish people were in Egyptian slavery mm-hmm. in the book of Exodus. Now the book of Daniel, they're in Babylonian captivity, which now in Daniel chapter six, it's mm-hmm. Persian, yep. Persian captivity. Uh, after they'll go back to the land, then later um, it, when when Jesus arrives there in Roman, mm-hmm. Rome has occupied their land and I mean, Jesus is crucified on a Roman cross. Yes. Yeah, you can go to the Holy Land now, and there's Roman ruins everywhere. Yeah. We've seen it. And then, I mean, you get to the to the devastating um, and horror of what happened in World War II, where mm-hmm. um, Hitler and the Nazis tried to completely eliminate the, yeah. the Jewish people. You have this this long history of throughout the kingdoms of the world— um, and I mean, you have to you have to look at it be- beneath the surface. You have the physical of mm-hmm. different ethnicities against one another, but the spirit beneath it is clearly. I mean, it's evil and satanic mm-hmm. attacks against a group of people that God has declared in the Old Testament as his as His own. Right. So yes. you have constant oppression and and racism against throughout history against the people that God says they are the they are the apple of my eye. They, these are right. the people that I have I have set aside. Now, for us as Christians, mm-hmm. we are called the Israel of God. We now they're still an ethnic Israel, but we've been grafted into mm-hmm. um to the people of God. But throughout throughout um human history you, you just see this long I mean it has happened in generation after generation where it, there's been oppression towards 
and hatred towards towards Israel. And then from Israel comes Jesus, yes, who is the opposite, who doesn't divide That's right. humanity but unites humanity, who mm-hmm. who doesn't oppress people but liberates people, who mm-hmm. who doesn't um, evaluate us based on our ethnicity, mm-hmm. but evaluates us based on if we are humble before Him and if we received His righteousness. Right. Who is for all people? Jesus is for yes. all people and. And pursues people from every single tribe, tongue, That's and nation. Right. That's right. There's a, a the parallel in the story of Daniel being thrown into a lion's den and an angel being sent to shut the mouths of these lions. And ultimately, Daniel proclaims, my God has delivered me. It's undeniable the parallel that you see in, in the gospel story of on the cross, Jesus dies the death that we have all been dying. And does for us what we could never yes. do for ourselves. Right. And he is thrown into a pit. Yes. And he goes and has his final battle against the wages of sin and death. And he emerges. The stone that was sealed has been opened and he walks out. Yes. Resurrected king so that you and I can be That's right. resurrected in the spirit of God as well. And just as you said, his his death is our death, I mean, our sin and shame is placed on him. And then yeah. his victory is our victory. So yeah. now we're victorious because Christ is victorious. And he does the opposite. He doesn't oppress us. He mm-hmm. liberates us. That's right. He doesn't um, He doesn't divide, but he unites the nations. Yes. And this picture of every tribe, tongue, and nation, yeah. all who come to me. I mean, Jesus, while he is radically exclusive he is also beautifully inclusive totally we've talked about that so the the good news of jesus is is radically exclusive mm-hmm. the only way to have real life the only way to have everlasting life is through jesus he is the way the, the truth yeah, the life the way the truth of life yet radically inclusive anyone can come <laughs> the door is open i'm inviting you so opposite of these satraps going to the right king, that judean exile no yes. that the lineage of that judean exile is for the people of babylon too that's right yeah, the lineage, they, they, they humiliated the Jewish people yep. in Babylon and Persian captivity. Yeah. But yet from the lineage of the Jewish people comes Jesus, yeah. who is for the people who... The biggest plot twist of all right Yes, there. he's for <laughs> the so Babylonians, crazy. for the Persians, for the Assyrians. Yeah. And he's for me, the chief center of all. It's amazing. He's for all of us. Unfortunately for those satraps, they got thrown into that pit. But, you know, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we had time in this though to be able to talk about no. it because it, it's one of those ones that sat with me throughout my study and did not feel how I could do it justice. Yeah, so I'm so glad we had as a, this as one of the preachers at our church. There's so many times I'm really thankful for this podcast because I'm like, oh man, I want to hit that. Yeah, uh, we'll 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 hit it on the if I had more time podcast. Well, and especially when because the way we're teaching through books, I don't know when we're going to teach Daniel six again. It's really sad for me. Totally. I, so, you know, my goal would be to teach every book of the Bible. Why well, I a senior pastor of this church, but I mean, there's 66 books in the Bible. There's a lot. You know, of I'm hitting three three books a year, four books a year. It's going to take take a long time. It will. It's really sad for me to think that this might be it for me on teaching Daniel <laughs> to the people I love at our church. You know, all of God's word is beautiful, and there's a whole lot. More. There's a whole lot more to walk through. Well, um, let's wrap up this podcast and just talk for a moment about Thanksgiving because yeah. we're moving into Thanksgiving week. And I just want to say to our church how grateful I am for you. It's it's a it's a deep honor to be able to be a part of the community of Mariner's Church. 
uh, it is with deep gratitude that I'm in the role that I'm in. I'm so thankful to be one of the pastors. I'm so thankful to be the senior pastor of our church. I'm, um, it's a gift. I, I don't deserve the, the opportunities that I have, and I don't deserve to be among the, the amazing people of our church. I'm really thankful to you, Mariners, for how you love me, love my family. I have loved these first five years with you, and I'm looking forward to to many more. And so I just, I hope and pray you have an amazing Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think too, if, if we can get Thanksgiving right, it just makes Christmas so much more beautiful. The advent, the arrival of Jesus, the incarnation, that's truly the source of our Thanksgiving. Right. Because so much of what we read today, I mean, you got gratitude journals. I mean, right there's, now- There's a gazillion on Amazon. Way too many. And, and really what it's trying to get you to do is just you know, think of all the good things in your life, of which gets really dangerous because you feel like you've created those good things. You should not care who your grad your gratitude journal can become like a a man, I'm amazing. Yeah, look at what I look did. at all yeah. the things I yeah. pulled off. Exactly. When that is not at all. I mean, Daniel didn't write a gratitude journal saying, I survived the lion's den. No. My God delivered me. Right. And so which is tr- where true joy comes from. That's right. The, 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 he would be much less joyful if his quote unquote gratitude journal had been Man, I I opened a can of whip of almost curse yeah. <laughs> on the podcast. I, I I just I like beat down a couple of lions. Um, look how awesome I am for an eighty five year old man. Booyah. Exactly. That's not where joy comes from. Joy comes from knowing that you were rescued by by the, the, the king over everything. Yeah, exactly. So I guess my encouragement would be that as we as we get to sit with our families over the next week and we get to be reminded of of the blessings in our life. Let's not forget who delivered those. Let's not forget who gave us those, who yeah. provides and guides and, and blesses us with so much in life. And I think that that right there could do so much. Every one of us, I'm sure you have the same experience. You're going to have a, a meal sometime with extended family in the next week. And because you're the pastor, you're going to be asked to pray. Oh, come on now. It's coming. It's hilarious. You know, I, it's I, I, man, I, it's, it's so funny you say that because I've I've made that joke for years, it, especially my in laws. This year we're going to be at my parents for Thanksgiving. But when I'm when I all the <laughs> all the years I've been at my in laws for Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, I'm the only preacher in 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 my family. Same on, on my parents' side or my yep. in laws' side. Like Same. there's the, no no lineage. For the longest time we were the only Christian. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no other preacher anywhere. Right. So at my in laws, they they kind of they don't really know what to do with me. Really. Right. Yep. And so. Like there's like 60 people in the room because a bunch of friends and family are there. And, hey, hey, Eric. Yeah. Why, why don't you? Why don't you? <laughs> somebody on it. Why don't you bless the food for us? You know, <laughs> like what? You know, you're in the room. You know, do something good. Do something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't this what you get paid to do? Yeah. Do, do that thing. Do that do. prayer thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Right. And have and, you ever said what I? What I? Yeah. I, I've. You know. Obviously, I've prayed for years at these gatherings. <laughs> But a couple of years in, I just I was in a snarky mood, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not the only one with the Holy Spirit in here. You pray. Yeah. Oh, that's great. No, I have it. You should try that this Thanksgiving, Jared. <laughs> Fair enough. Ask, Fair warning to my family. It's coming. Ask somebody else to pray. <laughs> well, if you do get saddled with the responsibility of praying, I do think that the 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 gift that we can give to our families is to remind them of the one who has provided them. Yes. Provided our life, provided this table, provided the opportunity to be together. That's that's a gift. It's joy right there. He provides in the big ways and the small ways. So the the meal that we have with friends or with family this yep. Thanksgiving is a gift from him. 
the salvation that we have, which being rescued from the lion's den, as amazing as that is, that's less of a rescue than being rescued from your sin and your shame. That's the greater miracle. Daniel later died. Exactly. That rescue doesn't last forever. That's right. But the rescue from our sin, the rescue from from all of our pride and our selfishness, the rescue from hell, from shame, from sin, and for our Savior. That's it. That rescue lasts forever. That's it. Come on. Thanks for listening to the If I Had More Time podcast. We'll see you next week for the exciting conclusion of Daniel. We'll be also talking about what does Daniel in chapter 7 through 12 have to do with the end times. You will not want to miss it. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us today on the If I Had More Time podcast hosted by Mariner's Church. We hope to see you next weekend at any of our congregations across Southern California or online. To view our service times at each congregation, be sure to check out our website at marinerschurch.org.